0: Cinq cent mille banco. monsieur. Banco, quatre, s'il vous plaît. Huit. Et neuf, la banque. Vous are perspiring, banqui. Bonne Un million a banco, monsieur. Chi fai banco? Filochi. 500,000. Only half? Where's your courage, Bunky? Courage is no match for an unfriendly shoe, Carlos. Un million. Bravo, Bunky. Banco suivi. Cazzo, s'il vous plaît. A Lucky night. Cut. the odds favor standing pat if you play the odds good evening everybody and welcome to the night fly with me dave joskow your host second of july 2019. Ah, starting the podcast. Taping on a Sunday afternoon. It just started raining as I turned on the song from the cars. Not a classic, but obviously, we've been thinking about a lot about the cars. Talking a lot to our cars friends, David Donna a lot. Seeing some photos from last weekend made me think of, let's open again with the car. used to do, give me some slack, I believe. This uh, long-forgotten B-side by the great Ben Orr in his new book, Out. Uh, I just want to say, uh, Heartbeat City. Heart- I know it has nothing to do with Heartbeat City, but i just... Uh, Heartbeat City. Because <laughs> I don't know any lyrics, you know. I don't know the words to anything. What I do know is I finally found that clip. Courage is no match for an unfriendly shoe. Or I probably got it wrong again. But, uh, yeah, so there it is. You know, it's funny, you know, that scene, uh, you know, it's mostly in French, James Bond, and, you know, for years, for years, for, what is it, 30 years, James Bond played Baccarat. And no one knows how that's played. I mean, I don't even think in Britain they know how it's played. Nobody plays Baccarat. So, finally, when Daniel Craig came over, they're like, well, let's have him play poker, you know, Texas hold'em, and maybe that'll change things. And it certainly did. I mean, it was at least it was something we understood, even though I'm still so confused and don't know that much about poker in Casino Royale, where he turns over that four or five, and the audience goes crazy in the crowd. I'm like, wait, 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 what's happening? What's happening? I couldn't figure it out in time. He had a straight flush, straight to the eight. Bon Museo Bon wins. It always takes place in some sort of French... Well, yeah, that would make sense if you played Baccarat, I suppose. I, guess. I You know what? I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is we are here together. I'm sitting in a different chair. I'm very confused. I, I, I can kind of have to throw together the podcast. I have no time to record it. I mean, I have lots of time to record it, but I like to also choose my time watching TV. And um, no, I've just been... I guess I've just been partying so much. I don't still have time for anything anymore. Um, that's no excuse. Or is it the greatest excuse of all time? Yeah, I've been having this chair for years, but and it's great and it's comfortable, but it's like sinking, you know, with my extended uh, weight now or something. No, it's just, I guess it's broken. I could probably fix it, but who knows how to do that? So I had to take my computer chair and use it today, and it's just not as comfortable as the other one. I mean, it's still pretty comfortable, and quite frankly, if I'm sitting in a computer chair, I should probably have the most comfortable chair when doing a computer, because, you know, you're there for hours, but now I don't sit there at hours. I barely go on the computer at all. Oh, I don't do anything. I haven't been doing anything. But I've been doing everything, you know, but mostly just partying. Partying nonstop as if I was 24, maybe 34. And, I mean, today was no exception. That's the way I got to throw it together. I'm like, I woke up at 1 o'clock today. What is it now? Like 3? It's 3 o'clock. I got a show at 5 o'clock because that's what an insignificant comic I am. But I have a show at 5 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, But fortunately, they like me there. And last night... I was at, um, last night I was at, in Connecticut, doing a show, and it was uh, a lovely time, but I will tell you, you know, I was playing at the Fairfield Comedy Club, run by the uh, same guy, Emilio, who runs the New York Comedy Club here in the big city, and uh, it takes, it's in a hotel, but it's really nice, the people are cool, most of them are, you know, a little older, my age and stuff, which is great. And uh, the first show had 20 people, but the second had like 60, and I did really well, and I'm feeling pretty good. So they don't have any drinks or anything there, but you can go to this liquor store and pick up some beer. And I love to have an after-show beer, you know, especially after I did a good show. And uh, I had my after-show beer, and I was having a good time. I was talking nonstop, stop, and then this guy got me a little high. I took one hit, one hit, which I said I really can't do. If I'm driving, can't do the pot, can't do the pot when I'm driving. I just took one hit because I thought we were all going to hang out after, but I forgot, you know, according to Crashing, no one hangs out anymore. That's why I got to hang out with these young kids. It's great. On Sunday, you know, today, after the show, we all go drinking. And that's old school. Now, I know that doesn't, that's not good in a sense, but this is why I think I hang out with the younger kids who are just starting out because they still like to drink sometimes. I don't, I guess it's hit or miss. It depends on where you're playing, but everybody just went home after because it's in Connecticut, I guess. Even the people that live in Connecticut, I'm like, wait, it's Saturday night. You guys don't want to have, like, one more drink somewhere or something? Nobody wants to have a drink. So then I'm sitting there, like, I can't go home yet. I'm, like, way too high. I really can't drive. I'm um, confused. So I had to wait, like, a while and sit down and talk to these people. Then I drove, and it was, like, I was I was very confused. I was very angry when I wrote this. And then I, I was, like, I got to turn on the radio. I got I to gotta listen to some music. And then, like, as if it could get any worse, Or better, I can't make up my mind, this comes on, this exact part, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? What's happening? How is this playing while I'm this high? I mean, it's like, and you know, people drive high every day, It's just not for me. But yeah, I mean, now they're driving high more than ever because it's completely legal. I don't know how they're going to combat that, but maybe most people are better at driving high. But this isn't, I don't know, is this a song you want to hear when you're driving high, or is it... Or is it not? I don't know whether it's better or worse. I couldn't make up my mind, but I knew I was going to play it for you today. So I guess I must have had some sort of uh, faculties about me. All I needed to do was make it to the McDonald's on Route 95. And I uh, knew I could take a break there. And I was like so excited. I was hoping the Taco Bell was open, but it wasn't. I mean, I, everybody who was at the club yesterday bought food ahead of time. And they were all eating when I got there. And I like waited because I'm like, no, no, after the show, I'm going to stop at that McDonald's on the way because <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do whenever I'm in Connecticut. It's so ridiculous. Well, how do you even write a song like this? It's so stupid. Unless you're like, you know, really high. One of these space sounds. This Steve Miller was out of his mind. <laughs> it's like, wait, what's happening? That's the way the song ends? It's strange when you think about it. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he wrote a lot of good songs, but it's strange when you think about that the guy that wrote that song wrote this one. Even though it's kind of fun, it's really... But it's a classic now, I guess. I guess with time everything becomes a classic. I heat up, I can't cool down. Oh. Damn it. Run and round and round Where it stops, nobody knows. Every time you call my name, I heat up like a burning flame. Kiss me, baby! Fire again! Oh, my God. That's from last night. Sorry about that. Ah, that's hilarious. Worst thing You have So I guess it was a hit in 1982? And then he was never heard from again. Howard Stern, I, I like Steve Miller. He made his money, got out of the business. But he's back. He's been touring all over the place, and he's very angry. want to reach out and grab you. can't believe it. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I stopped at this place. The Taco Bell was obviously closed. And, there, and so I'm saying, I, like, wait till the last minute. I was starving because it was already, like, 1 in the morning. Or was it mid? No, it was early. That's the thing. Wait, there was a 7 o'clock show and a 9 o'clock show. I started getting a headache around the 9 o'clock show. But then I did fine, and I had the beer. But I had a tall boy of beer. I don't know why I got so messed up. I don't know what happened. The combination, I guess, was so confused. And I was, uh, let me turn it off. I went, you know, I just hung out at that, uh, that the, 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 the you know, the rest area. Got McDonald's. Got so much McDonald's. It was disgusting. I'm like, well, I'll just get it. You know, I'll leave it over. I didn't leave anything over. I left nothing over. It was horrible. I went in there, went to the bathroom. I was like, I'm going to spend my time here. I'm going to spend like an hour here and kind of sober up a little bit. You know, from my one drink and one hit. I mean, it's an embarrassment. But what are you going to do? You know, you can't make it. You got to like rest up a little bit. So I was watching Friends and eating in the car. It was kind of fun, actually. I was having a good time. So stupid. I'm glad I wasn't with anybody else. They told me I had to bring uh, one of the comics home. And I'm like, ah, I hate that. Because I uh, I don't know how it's going to end up. And now we know. It's a good thing I didn't. I still would have made them stop. Maybe not to eat, though. But everything was fine. I made it home. But I'll tell you something. This is why I would never live in Connecticut. I would never live in Westchester. The roads going up there. Of course, I guess if I lived there, I wouldn't go to the city as much. But the roads going out there are just absolutely horrible. They're, there's winding and twisting and small-laned. And the fact of the matter is, Jersey is a straight shot. When I take that turnpike home, if I've been partying or something like that, it's a straight shot. It's one straight road. There's no curves. Not one in the Jersey turnpike. It's a straight line. And, And it's just so much easier to, you know, go. I mean, it's really weird. Like, when I leave the city and go to my mother's, I'm like, just like, wow, there's just one straight line. It's kind of boring. It's like no fun. But sometimes no fun is good and you can put on your, you know, what what is that thing called? The cruise control. Then you're going to worry about one thing, you know. And just uh straight shot. I like Jersey. I like Jersey. I feel comfortable there. I, didn't, I don't feel comfortable in Connecticut. Everybody's very angry there. Now, no, nobody's got any problems with Connecticut, I don't think. They got problems with Jersey, but I'm. Jersey guy. Anyway, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm doing today. I'm very confused. I, you know, I, I, I was so messed up last night. And when I don't know when I went to bed. Maybe I went to bed at five. I, I lost all track of time. I know I woke up in the morning and watched Delmon and Louise, which I'd never seen before. Man, what a stupid movie that is! I can't believe that's a female empowering movie. It's stupid, and Gina Davis is just an idiot, and you're just angry. And I don't know why Susan Sarandon just to blame her the entire time. Uh, it's a dumb movie. It was fun to watch in a sense. I'm like, wait, let's see what the big deal about this is. When you see it 30 years later, and I'm like, this is it. This is the whole. This is this is what everybody was in an uproar for. It's it's not good. It's not bad because the performances are good, you know, by everybody. Jesus, now you see why Brad Pitt's a star. I mean, just in how hot he was. I mean, let's face. it. I mean, I'm not gay, but I'm just saying, I mean, that guy's good looking. And Harvey Keitel, you know, just I forget sometimes that he used to be young. And by that time, he wasn't even young. But. Uh, yeah, and then I went back, so I woke up at like one o'clock in the afternoon and I was like, all right, I'll just tape the podcast tomorrow, Monday. And then Marina Franklin called me and said, I need you to do my podcast, which she's never asked. And I think what's it called? Black Like Me. Or uh <laughs> friends like us. I, it's something. It's something about being black. Uh, she's never had me on before, and why would she? Uh she's like, "Please, I need you to do the podcast." I'm like, "I'd I'd be honored to do your podcast. I've been waiting to do your podcast. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you would want me on. It's usually just black women, and uh, you know, you know, I'm going to say something horribly racist, but I couldn't be more thrilled to do it. But it's at one o'clock, and that's when I would normally tape the podcast. I don't have anything to do till eight o'clock tomorrow. I got shows. I was fortunate. I got shows. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week, so it's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. You know, gearing up, and this show on Saturday, That the guy was nice enough to put me on. I was able to do 15 minutes. So I practiced, like, just Saturday afternoon. But, I mean, I think I can get there for Sari. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm going to be okay. I got, I got exactly 17 days left. You know, I got about 20 days left, right? So when this comes out, I got 17 days, whatever. You know, I got three weeks. I got three weeks. And uh, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'm performing all the time. You know, just getting on stage is good. Getting on stage, getting a little more comfortable. Having some bad shows, having some good shows, having some medium shows. And I'm figuring out what's working and what doesn't. But unfortunately, I'm figuring it out very slowly. I wish this gig was maybe uh, like a month later or September. But knowing me, it wouldn't make a difference. I'm a slacker uh I just I you know'm not practicing the way I should, but you know it's funny, I was thinking about the fact that I keep drinking after shows and stuff like that, and i I feel that the one thing I'm thinking about is that I'm like this is such a weird example, nobody would ever think of this, but I feel like if people were talking about if I ended up dying or whatever or not doing well, they'd be like, hey, he just got back into comedy went back into his old ways, you know, just drinking and having a good time, you know whatever, like I'm not practicing. Um, for some reason, it reminds me of Cocoon, Cocoon, where Hugh Hugh Cronin. Remember when he got um, you know, the boost of energy, he went and cheated on his wife. And Remember, like in the theater, well, in the theater. Whenever you see it, you're like, so like when he, you know, goes and he's like, no, I'll meet you guys later, and everybody knows what he's up to, and then he meets that lady at the supermarket, and everybody, everybody in the theater is sad. Like, you know, I was, I, I was still alive when I saw it and uh, saw it in the movie theater and and um, everybody's sad and you're like, hey, you know, you're like, yeah, hey, see, he's once a cheater. Oh, he goes back to his old ways. And that's what I that's that's what I'm comparing myself to. I can't help myself and I go back to my old ways. I'm not taking it serious. I'm taking it serious, but I'm like still not taking it serious. But I don't want to take it serious. If that's what serious means, like, then I'm gonna be like in crashing and have after my set have some herbal tea and go to bed. Go fuck yourself. I mean, I know I got to be disciplined. I get that, you know, David Hell can somehow be at a bar every night and not drink. But there's some nights I can, I guess, but I've just met these party people. And this is what always happens. When I get back into it, I I end up meeting party people. And I hang out with the party people. I can't help myself. I feel it'll be my my whole life. is just going to be that way. I fall into the wrong crowds, like the fun crowds. But the wrong crowds, technically, I should be hanging out with that guy that just did his spot yesterday and left. Oh, I, I got a spot tomorrow. I got to practice. Huh? No, 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 no. We party tonight. You'll just go on tomorrow. There's no reason for practice. What's the matter with you? But yeah, I mean, I haven't had any time to practice. And yet, of course, I've had plenty of time. I'm just using it as an excuse. And what? Because what have I been doing? Just partying? You know, I've just trying to make activities for myself, right? So. What did I do the podcast last Sunday or Monday? I think I did it on Monday and it came out Tuesday, right? So then on Tuesday, what did I do all day? What did I do? Wait, what did I do Monday night? Why did Monday night? What did I do that I couldn't? What was I doing? I did something. Was I drinking? I must have been. That's all I'm doing. No, I was trying not to drink. Yeah, it's a thing now. I know I didn't clean my apartment. What did I do on Monday? I can't remember. I know what I did Tuesday night. But I don't remember, like, why didn't they practice on Tuesday? I must have had something to do. I'm sorry, I can't recollect, recollect, recall. (laughs) I feel like Porky Pig. I can't recollect, I can't recollect, I can't, I can't think about it. I don't remember what I did. I don't think it was performing. I don't remember. I just, no, I was home. Right, I know Tuesday I was depressed because no one would hang out with me. No, was that why? I don't remember what it was. Oh, I know what it was Monday. I went to the funeral. I went to Uncle Frankie's funeral Monday. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's why I think I just put it out of my head. Right. I went to Uncle Frank. I went to my mom's. I went to visit Rhoda. And then I went to Uncle Frankie's funeral. That's exactly... That's exactly what it was. Right. I mean, it was still, you know, funerals suck. It was sad. I hate to see Cousin Frankie that way. He was so upset. Uh, Can you blame him? He actually loved his father. Um, But it was nicely run. Oh, that's right. And the priest, no, it was a deacon. And he sucked. You know, the guy comes in, he was awake. The deacon comes in. This guy was the worst person ever. I think he was, you know, like the funeral home. He's like, yeah, we got a guy. We got a guy, he was so quiet, you couldn't hear a word he was saying, and people kept coming in and out. And then he was just telling stories about himself. I, I uh, he was. I don't think he knew anybody's names. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to hear about uh, Frankie. I mean, everybody's named Frankie. The the odds of getting it wrong are actually slimmer than getting it right. <laughs> you know, everybody's either named Peter Rapoli or, or Frankie, and the girl's probably named Marie. Uh, and he got it wrong. He's like, so Fred... We all we're all gonna miss Fred and, and his son Peter. Yeah, he got it all wrong, and then he was just telling stories about himself. He had no information on Fred, he did no homework. It was really pathetic, but also funny. You know, and that's the kind of stuff sometimes in a funeral you love because you know you can talk about it for years. I think maybe I told you this once before, uh, at my grandfather's funeral, you know, in the 70s, um, you know, you have a shiva call. You've definitely, probably heard about this. Goes for seven days. You have people over. You say a prayer every night at sundown. You know, somebody comes over and leads the prayer, which I would like to do when I get older. I'd like to be that guy. I don't know why. Um, it just sounds like I'd, I'd like to help people in that way and lead them in prayer. I don't know why. I really would like to. So I'd like to be that guy called Minion Helper because you got to have 10 men. 10 men. And they were like, well, there's women here that are, but no, no, no. If we're doing this by the book, it clearly says 10 bar mitzvah men. Because I'll never forget when it was like, you know, 14, my dad was like, you got to come to the mini. Now you're, you know, they need you. They need you. You must come when asked because you need 10 bar mitzvah men. But women keep saying like, no, it's all right. Women, I'm like, no. No, if we're going by the book, you fucking idiots, we shouldn't even be having this service. If we're so angry that the Jewish religion doesn't recognize women, then you can and go fuck yourselves. Like my mother with the thing, like, no, there's no shower. You know, the, the rabbi's like, you're not even supposed to shower or shave. And my mother's like, no, we're doing that. I'm like, oh, so you're going to pick and choose which parts of the religion you, you prefer. Is that it? And if the Jewish religion doesn't recognize women... Then why are you in this religion? And if the Catholic Church recognizes women as second-class citizens where a man can tell you to do with your body, then you're a fucking fool if you're a devout Catholic. A fucking fool. That's right. That's right. Idiots. It is, don't blame me for keeping women down with your Me Too movements. Blame organized religion which is purposely meant to keep women down down and the women in that religion say no no it's not really like that it is exactly like that at its core so if i start saying no no we need men we need men everybody's like oh david's so funny i'm kind of being serious i don't care either way but if i'm saying it i'm like uh do you want to do this the right way where we're really sending a message to god Or do you want to do it the half-assed way? But anyway, this guy came in when my grandfather died. This is uh, Mama Seal, Papa Dory, who Dory's named after. And this guy, Papa Dory, my mother's father, was such a great guy. He was a fun guy. uh, As they called him, a kibitzer. I look exactly like him. Not anymore, because I have more hair. But, uh, yeah, he looked exactly like Fred Astaire. uh, Just the way I look like Nicolas Cage, whatever. You know, we all look alike. And, uh, but he was a, you know, fun guy. He was, you know, a good smile, you know, like people liked him. It's the exact opposite of Dory. You know, my niece, Dory. I don't know how she is named after this fun filled guy. Well, he wasn't fun filled. It wasn't like mom, you know, my dad's mom who was actually fun filled. And, you know, I love life. It's joyous. It's great. I'm going on unemployment with a fur coat. Go fuck yourself. But he was he was a nice guy and he was, you know, and he was just funny, and he just had this thing about him that, you know, was very charming. Dory has none of that. Not one iota. And believe me, I'm going to get to that later. More on this later. Right now I'm telling you the story way before Dory was born. Probably before I had sex, but probably my sister was already whoring it up by then in the 70s. Oh, let's face it. Let's face it, folks. My sister's been whoring it up the day she was born. (laughs) Oh, I was kidding. Now, um, so this guy comes in to our house, and he obviously is sick with diarrhea. Uh, I mean, we don't know that, but, you know, you have to come. It's your duty. He's leading the service. He comes to our house in the middle of the service. It's a 20-minute service. You just, everybody has a little prayer where you're saying a couple things in Hebrew and English. And then, of course, the Yiskadal, Yiskadosh, uh, Shemay Ravah, the uh, Kiddish. no, Kiddish, fucking idiot. Um, and you know what? I don't know what it's called. It's not Kiddish. It can't be a, kid, a Kiddish cup. It's, what, why am I missing the, <laughs> the worst Jew ever. Um, Yisker, the Yisker service. Uh, I wonder what made me say Kiddish. No. anyway uh he goes oh excuse me 10 minutes in he goes can I use your bathroom and everybody's looking at each other like because my friend Lawrence was there and it was hilarious we were looking at each other like wait what's happening so he goes to use the bathroom he's like what's happening oh my god what's happening comes back out he's like thanks and then all of a sudden the smell from the bathroom came out into the place and we're giggling but it's like this poor I mean how embarrassing this poor guy who's just trying to do a mitzvah and be polite to these people, just like, oh, the smell just came out from the bathroom. I mean, it was horrible. And after he left, we just really ranked on the guy for hours and days. I felt so bad for him. All he was trying to do is something he was a lovely guy. But he must have left there going, Oh, Jesus Christ, I could never show my face anywhere again. I think he killed himself. I'm kidding. Uh, But I think he's dead now. I remember somebody telling me, I'm like, oh, good for him. (laughs) Because I don't think I could live. (laughs) It was that bad. It's so embarrassing. He was so nice. So what I'm saying is when, and I remember even when we're talking at at a family function years later, 20 years later, and my grandmother's sitting at the table with us and we're treating her just the way we treat. My sister treats me and my mother at the table now where they're just talking and we're not, you know, like we're not there. And we're talking about the incident, but it turns out she is listening. You know, my grandmother's like 90 now. And then she's like, "Um, I know you're talking about the guy that had diarrhea. And it was hilarious we broke up because she knew exactly what it was. It was really funny. Uh, But that's the great thing is when something like that happens. I mean, now, as tragic as this is for Cousin Frankie, we can make fun of this fucking idiot who presided over his dad. You know, and I'm like, listen, next time, do me a favor. Just let me run it. I don't know anything about uh, the Catholic religion or anything, but I mean, I I think I could do a better job than this asshole. At least I know you and your wife's name, and your cousin Jessica. You know, like so, I could say I could tell more stories about Uncle Frankie, and I've only known him for five years, than this deacon who didn't even clearly like uh do any kind of homework. Well, can I get their name? Tom Papa does more research for Rachel Feinstein's wedding than this guy fucking did for a really serious, tragic event. And then he was just telling stories. Yeah, I remember when I was a boy, I'd be playing stickball with my friends, and we're, and we're like, Where the fuck? who the fuck gives a shit about this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? So it was kind of funny. We were laughing. So at least, you know, that lightens things up because the guy was so goddamn bad. But, um, you know, our, uh, the, uh, poor Frankie. Uh, but it's like, yeah, Jesus Christ, God, I've had a long week that I completely forgot about that. I thought that everything you know when you don't work, it just all blends together. It all blends together. I I don't. I, it's it's so weird. So then, right, I came home, I parked the car in the garage, right, and then Tuesday I just stayed home all day, and I was like, why aren't I practicing? I don't know. Something happened. Oh, I went to the White Rose. Says, right, I ate my car again. I ate my car two days this week. Right. And then I drove, over. it's all coming back. And then uh Tuesday, I don't know what I was doing. I guess I must have been up all night. Yeah, I must have had coffee on the way home and I was up all night till like six in the morning, so I was up late. And then I was uh meeting meeting this girl at five o'clock. So when I know I have something to do, it's difficult to do anything. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? And uh yeah, I must have... Tuesdays, I seem to always get bad news. I must have gotten some form of bad news again or something. And then, um, I don't know. All I needed to do was meet this girl at 5 o'clock, this girl who, I don't know, I like, but she's, like, kind of gross. I, I keep asking her out, but I, she's gross. And it's just, like, gets worse and worse. She goes, I'm disgusting today. I look horrible. Uh all this bad stuff and i'm like no i'm sure you look fine and then she just keeps saying i'm like oh well, you know what maybe this isn't a good idea and uh i don't know what the hell the problem is i don't know well, what's the matter with me I'm so desperate uh just for company mostly and i uh met her and i decided to drink wine for some reason that day and i got to this bar and i got there early and it was in union square and then all of a sudden they're like i'm like uh you know, I might eat something. I see the menu. Like, yeah, we're not serving food. I'm like, why not? You know, she was the the health inspector was there, so place wasn't open. I don't even know why I'm telling this it's a stupid story, but yeah, I just um, I don't know. You know, I mean that was that was the only thing I had to do. And then what? God, my God, am I just losing it? I must have eaten. I think I eaten, but I keep walking, so it kind of. It kind of works everything out in a way. But again, well, no, I'll get to that in a second. Let me just... Wednesday was a horrible day because Wednesday, my sister scammed me. And I think this is what made me angry. I was already in New Jersey on Monday. On Wednesday, this... okay. My sister sent out an email, as she did for that stupid, stupid show Newsies. My sister sent out an email saying, um, I got everybody tickets for Wednesday, whatever Wednesday is. I, now I have no track of dates because I don't work anymore. So whatever Wednesday was, I got tickets for for the family, for the stupid show that plays in the park that her and Dory are in. I had no interest in seeing this show. I have done more than my fair share of job going to see them in their stupid shows and, and never being a lead or anything. It's a one thing you go see your niece and nephew if they're the lead. If I got to see somebody in another chorus, my sister does nothing have any lines, she has nothing to do, why do we got to sit through these stupid plays? I just don't care anymore. I have definitely done my job as a brother and seen plenty of shows. And remember, I got scammed the last goddamn time. She goes, everybody, I have a huge part in this big play, this very important piece about the paperboy strike of 1899. All lies to get us to go. And then I found out that these other people went the day before. Oh, I was so furious. I had to go by myself. I'm like, this sucks never again. Meanwhile, then she goes, everybody's coming on Wednesday. So then I'm like, well... I do want to see Liza. I'm dying to know how our job is going. I'll see Billy. Uh, you know, Matt will go. So at least the whole family's going. Oh, she scammed me. She goes, No, everybody went Tuesday or whatever, or Sunday. Like, what? He goes, Yeah, you just have to come because you got to bring mom. And I'm like, What? What? You said everybody was going. She said, Yeah, no. So now you have to go because you got to bring mom. We're expecting you. So I can't, I'm not going to let my mother go alone. Oh, she scammed me. I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go. I don't want to see Evita. It's a stupid fucking play, and it's a stupid fucking office. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a bag of shit. I've said multiple times he's ruined Broadway. He's ruined theater. He stinks. All his stuff stinks. I don't want to see it. I don't want to get my car out again. It's a pain in the ass. But now I got to bring my mother and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be a better son and I'm trying to do things for her and I have time now. So I don't want to be a dick. I'm like, all right, I'll go pick you up. She goes, no, no, I can meet you at the mall or whatever at the park. We'll have dinner before. And I'm like, I don't like having dinner before. And then I'm like, oh, who cares? I love dinner before. There's a diner right by that I love. I worship this diner. The Menlo Park Diner by the park. I like, you know, that's where I grew up. I like it there. It's a Jersey diner. Unlike the fucking diners we have here that are, you know, $18 for a Western omelet. And when I was at that diner, it was $8. That's a $10 difference. Anyway, I'm so angry. I don't want to see the show. And Beth has clearly scammed me, scammed me. I'm like, whatever. So I go to get my car. You ready for this? I go to get my car in the stupid garage. I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave. The show starts at 8. I'm going to meet my mother at 6.15 so we can have dinner at this diner. We're going to park at Place in the Park and walk to the diner. My mother can barely walk anymore, but she's up for doing this. It's a walk in the park. It's nice. So I go, at 3 o'clock, I go to get my car because I don't want to sit in traffic. You know how difficult it is to get out of the city, and if you don't know, you can imagine what it's like to get out of Manhattan any day. Uh, Maybe the summer's a little better, but not Fridays in the summer. So anyway, it was a random Wednesday. I go to the parking garage. Can you fucking believe it? Their elevators aren't working again. Remember last year that happened to me, and they moved us all to the Hilton. The elevators aren't working. Nobody can take their cars out. Nobody can put their cars in. I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're all nice guys over there, but they can't do anything. The elevator's broken. There's a guy fixing it downstairs. They got two elevators. One's always broken. And so if the other one breaks down, I remember they were waiting for three months for that one part from Europe. I can't, they don't have any backup plan. If that elevator breaks, it's over. It's a very strange garage, but it doesn't matter, you know, for the price I pay. What are you going to do? So i had to wait and i you know I was with this lady there she was nice she's from long island she was funny so we we're having oh because i because oh, everybody's waiting i'm like and she was like asking can i get something by my car and i'm like but i left my dog in the car and the windows are only halfway open and everybody was like oh, that's horrible and i'm like what are you people fucking idiots you think i left my dog in the car that's downstairs and then everybody got it and thought it was funny but it was <laughs> it was one of those things i'm like but what if i left my dog in the car Anyway, we just sit there and wait for the thing. I'm texting my mother. I'm like, the elevator. I don't know what what's happening here. I'm gonna wait, Ugh, just to make life more fun. Anyway, they finally got my car out of the garage an hour later, and I got to the city and I got there early or to, to the park and I pulled over. And then I was actually, you know, a half hour early waiting for my mom. We got there. We went to the diner. Oh no! Then I was like, Ugh, I'm, I'm just so angry. I was trying to go to the bathroom in the park and this lady's like, oh, you're not really supposed to use the bathroom. I'm like, come on. I just came from New York City. Just let me use the bathroom. What do you think I'm going to do in here? Oh, I'm going to scam a seat in the park. Oh, no, you fucking piece of shit. It's a play in the park. You're not going to let me use the bathroom? Oh, f- God, I hate everybody there. Plays in the park, Middlesex County. Look it up. They're all a bunch of douchebags. Oh. <sighs> She lets me use the bathroom. I walk out. You know, I'm like, thank you. Fuck. I see my sister and and, and Dory, a picture of them on the side. I'm like, look at these idiots. They're on the right-hand side. The leads are on the left. They got their own billboard. Then it's like, and the rest. You look like a moron on that thing. And then, and so we went to the diner, and apparently every old person who goes, only old people go to this play. Every person had the same idea. Place was packed. Never seen it like that in my life. You know how diners are. You are usually, okay, maybe Saturday, Saturday's around 11 a.m. or Sundays, it's crowded, but, you know, a random Wednesday at 6.30, it was jam-packed. Everybody had the same idea. They're going to eat, then they're going to go to a place in the park, and there wasn't one person under 200 pounds there, even people way older than me. Made me feel good about myself. But we waited. It was only like 10, 15 minutes. No big deal. We were waiting, but... uh You know, I'm already like, oh, can we just get this over with, whatever. And I hadn't eaten all day. And then uh, we finally got served. And I tell you, I went to town. I had the best meal there I've ever had. I had a vanilla Coke. And I ordered the lasagna. And it came with a salad and um, New England clam chowder. I was so happy. All of a sudden, my mood changed. I was like, my mother got French toast. We ate the whole thing. I guess we were both starving. This huge thing of lasagna came. It was delicious. The lasagna in a diner is so stupid, but it was great because I know it comes with the soup and the salad. I've always liked that. It comes with more stuff. I got blue cheese on the salad. It was completely unhealthy. It was fantastic. It was exactly what I wanted from a Jersey diner. I had the best time. had a cup of coffee after. My mother had some coffee. We're having a good time. And then we walked over. I'm like, now we got to sit through this stupid show. We have like reserve seats. I guess reserve seats. Somebody put out a couple of folding chairs for us. And we sit down, we're right in the center. So this play unfolds. I've never seen a in my life. The only thing I know about, I mean, we all know Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, which is a stupid song. We all know Madonna's in the movie. I've never seen the movie. I couldn't care less. You guys know how much I like Broadway. I could not care less that I've never seen this show. I don't care what it's about. It just never spoke to me in any way. I hate Andrew Lloyd Webber in every way. I could sit through Phantom of the Opera. I think that's the best thing he's ever done. Everything else this guy's done is a bag of shit. He's stupid. He's the guy that bought up all the ticket prices because of his elaborate stupid shows He's the reason you have to pay $200 a ticket on Broadway for his crap, his crap that makes no sense. Now that I have seen Evita, I am positive that everything this guy does is a bag of shit. These songs, they're not songs. I don't know what the fuck they are. I recorded some of it. I forgot to put it on. I I recorded Maybe I'll play it next week. They're horrible. The acting in this show is horrible. The only thing I remember from the show is when Vincent told me when I was telling, you know, when I was nonstop talking about Ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen, is he said the only male performance in a musical that I saw that was worthy of this performance was Mandy Patankin and Evita. And when I'm watching this show, I'm like, I wonder who the fuck he's talking about in this play. Everyone here sucks, but it was some narrator guy. God, this is a horrible play. Maybe it's better with somebody like Patti LePone. This woman is screaming, who's playing Avita? She stinks. And she's the one who was in Newsies. It's all the same recycled people. And they all stink. Now, maybe the people that go to plays in the park are like, oh, it was lovely. But I didn't hear anybody who liked this show. Now, it gets worse. But let me just tell you, this is a stupid, stupid show which is all I want to say, but nobody ever knows where it comes from. That's it. I want to clear some things up here. Oh? This is a stupid show, and that is a stupid, stupid suit, and I don't want to see it no more. Hey, take it easy, Carl. I mean, if uh, you really don't want to see it no more, And don't watch huh? that? Oh. Let me explain something to your call. We're going to keep on doing the sketch. You know why? Because it's funny. And in my business, you never cut funny. Funny, um, let me tell you about the business I'm in. I'm in the removal business. Now, if I were to feel that this stupid thing from this stupid show was bothering me, I'd remove it. see, it's gone, and I feel good. Now, that's how the removal business works. Do I make myself clear? I, I think make- everyone understands, Mr. Roche. Um, sure please? No, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm not clear about a couple of things here. What you're saying is that in this removal business, if something bothers you, like, um... Like, say, this, then you remove it. Stan, that is a cashmere coat. Like that, uh, Stop You know, you're right. You do feel better. I like the removal business. I want you. Come on, come and get me. Yeah, come on, buddy. No, come on, it come it on. It come it on. It get out This, this is what I say all the time. This is a stupid show, and that, I never know how to follow it up. And that is a stupid costume. You know what I do with a stupid show? I remove it. I mean, this is what I'm thinking about all the time. This is a stupid, stupid show. And you are a stupid, stupid actor. This show stinks. And here's the worst part. I'm sitting there. I'm doing the best I can to go with the flow. And this dumb twat is in front of me taping the entire show just when Juan Perón comes in, the, the guy that plays Ava Perón's husband. Every time this guy comes in. So clearly it's this guy's either uh, wife or mother. I can tell it's with her. And she's recording the whole show right in front of me. I even took a picture. You can see the glare coming off her phone. I asked my mother, I'm like, is this bothering you? She said, no, it's not bothering me at all, because otherwise I would have said something. I didn't want to bother her because I wasn't sure what the story was, but she recorded the whole thing, the whole show. I'm watching the whole show on her fucking phone. Never once does she say, is this bothering you, this fucking asshole? And believe me, I'm going to do something about it. I know exactly who it is. It turns out it's this guy, Dylan Wiedenfeld. He's the guy in the cast. It's his mother. He looks like he's 42. He's only 22. It's his mother. After the show, I go backstage. I see the woman. I say, hey, I see the kid, and I go, hey, great job. Who the fuck is this? I swear to God, just this angry. She goes, this is my mother. Well, your mother's terrific. I got to watch the whole fucking show from your phone. Thanks a lot. And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, are you? I know everything about you. I know your password, 4269. I thought maybe your birthday was April 2nd. I know that you've got cats. I know all this stuff because I'm sitting there watching your fucking phone instead of this stupid, stupid show anyway through that vision. And and, and and the guy was like, the guy didn't even care. The kid didn't even care. And I was just like, I was getting angrier and angrier, right? And I looked like an old man, but that, that's... That's please we're at a live show. Why do I need to look into somebody's phone and watch the recording? So then I see the director. I tell my sister, I'm like, which point out the director, point out the director. I go to this fucking twat, the director. And I say, Hey, and her husband is there. They're dressed in white and they look ridiculous. They just directed a piece of shit. And I go, Hey, great job. But I was like that guy right there, his mother recorded the whole thing and ruined the experience. And and she goes oh uh, really like not apologizing apologizing just being like oh yeah oh i am like yeah you're you're okay with that and she goes what do you want me to do and i'm like well um then i put it in, in this way maybe she can understand like well the problem was it ruined your vision and then she just puts her hands together like i just gave it. she's like oh thank you she wasn't listening at all they're such fucking idiots You realize you're just directing a stupid show in Edison, New Jersey? You fucking freak. You'll never be on Broadway. You'll never be anything. You are a bag of shit just like this mother, Weedenhoffler or whatever, Wittenfeld, this dumb twat who doesn't respect anybody that's in the background of her that maybe it's distracting people with the brightness of her phone. Is it old man shit? Maybe. I don't know. I guess so. I guess this is what old men uh, yell about, you know, but I'm definitely going to I'm going to look her up. I'm going to look up this kid and I'm just going to keep complaining. I'm going to I've been trying to it's like I don't know how to deal. Like I I just I want to I want to ruin them. I've always hated plays in the park. I just want them to go down. I'm thinking about getting a couple of gas cans, really torching the whole fucking place. Except that would be mean, I guess. They'd probably rebuild and it would make, man, they'd probably rebuild into like a better system. And they're like, well, thank God for that fire because. <sighs> anyway, one of the things is uh, we were talking to uh, Beth and my mom and sister. We're talking to this other girl in the play, and um, her acting teacher was uh, somebody I used to have sex with. So that was funny. Uh, my sister said, oh, he had sex with your teacher. <laughs> so it <clears throat> made me feel like a man. You're going to act like a man. Oh, boy, what, who gets angry at stuff like Well, anybody would, right? If it's in your, I, I mean, somebody, I don't care about the show, right? So that's probably why I didn't complain there. I wanted to take her phone and throw it somewhere. But again, you know, I wasn't sure if her husband was a cop or something. But well, now I know she's not. Just some dumb idiot. Then I talked to that kid again. I wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't let it go. And my sister's in love with this kid. She goes, now I get what you're talking about, 22-year-olds. Some of them are great. And I'm like, I told you, but not this kid. I spent the time with this kid. I'm like, you know he's a homosexual, right? And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you, a fucking moron? First of all, the guy's holding hands with another guy. He's right there. She goes, no, no, they're just friends. I'm like, yeah, never once in my life have I held hands with a boy. What the hell is your problem? You can't tell this kid is gay? I mean, she's not doing anything with him. She's not going to go out with him. It's not like anything like that. I'm just saying. Open your eyes, you fucking moron. (laughs) Like, I don't. Oh. That shouldn't be a problem. It's not a problem. I got to Oh. Why? Why would that drive me crazy? Why would that drive me crazy? But I really believe it would drive anybody crazy. And that's the thing I was talking about. Like, so then I came up with an idea for a book, a new book. And it's called The, the, something, the Importance of Being Rude or something, something. I'll have a good title. The Rudeness of Man. The Inequity of, the inequity of Rudeness. Or whatever. The History of Rudeness. How about that? The History of Rudeness. We'll do it that way. Uh, I've already got some listings. It's, you know, people who record at a concert. My God, that's a new form of rudeness. And I've been through this before. I remember we were at the Eagles and somebody's recording the whole thing. They got the fucking light on the whole time. And I'm like, why are you even at a live show? Why are you at a live show? Flip side of that story is on the train on the way home, they were playing. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. I wish I had recorded it. So it's kind of weird. But you're ruining everybody else's time that's there to see the live show. I don't think that's old man shit, but I mean, why bother going to a live show if you're sitting there recording it? They should probably have certain shows where, like, you're allowed to record. Everybody can record this with their phones. And then have ones like, please, have respect for other people. Do it that way then. That way somebody can put them up on YouTube and we can all watch them together. Uh, People who are on planes. People that men that wear shorts on planes. Ew. People that take off their socks and shoes on planes. You know, planes you can go on forever. Look, I got airplane jokes. Um, people who stand on the left side on escalators. People, this is where I came up with it on Tuesday when I entered that bar. Women who put their purses on an extra chair they're not using at the bar. So you think they're saving it for somebody when they're just actually putting their purse on a chair when it's not being used. And then I'm like, can I use this? Oh, oh. Oh, I forgot I oh, oh yes, of course I uh, this is the kind of stuff. Um, but I suppose I can call all of those things old man gets angry at stuff. Uh, it's really the Simpson one. Old man yells at cloud. But I can't call myself an old man for this kind of stuff. I've been angry about this stuff my whole life. so I it, it would be hard for me to say, It's an old man thing. This is a Dave Juskow thing. I've been angry at stuff since I was 20. Being old is just fitting the pattern. This song gets me through it. Yeah! Ah! Like Jerry Lewis at the telethon. Yeah! Yeah! Come on in, what's the town for? It. Oh, I felt good, huh? Good stuff, right? <laughs> Oh, I, clearly, this is the podcast where I've lost my mind, where it's, oh, uh, he finally snapped. That poor bastard, he finally snapped. It's true. Oh, there's more. So Thursday night, I am going to meet this girl on Sunday when I taped this. I taped this on last Sunday or Monday. No, I think I told you, right. Yeah. I told you, I met, the, there was a girl at the comedy club and she was just, she, it's the summer, she was wearing what I needed her to wear, she looked amazing, these little shorts, tank top, I was, just, and then I was just, you know, the whole night, I'm just like, blah, 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 so I went to meet her, she works at a bar, over by my old office, which of course I'm nervous to walk around, I don't want to run into anybody, uh, and uh, I was like, I'll go I'll go meet her on Thursday, but that place is packed and packed. She goes, was just come at nine o'clock. I'm like walking around. I'm like, what should I do? Should I The problem was I knew what was gonna happen. If I meet her, she likes drinking, she likes to party. She's a fun girl. Uh if I meet her, if I go there, it's an all night thing. I'm out for the rest of the night. I know it. So maybe I shouldn't go. I saw her working at the bar. She didn't look that great because she's wearing like what they tell her to wear it was like a, like she looked like she was dressed for working on Fridays uh i'm like ah let me get out then she's like no come back at nine i'm like all right i'll come back at nine. but i know i know if i come back at nine i'm gonna be out till nine in the morning i just know it i just know it this is i just know it i got i got the feeling so i meet her at nine at the bar she gets me a couple of drinks she finishes at 10 because it's more like a commuter bar and then she's like yeah we'll go out and uh, then she dresses back into the outfit that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, now we'll go out. I'm like, oh, there we, here we go. Yeah, she looked amazing. Amazing. Uh, So we went to this other bar, and she's so, she's just so sexy all night. I mean, just like she's, she's like sitting Indian style on like a, like on the bar stool, and it's just hot, and she's all over the place, and just, you know, and then she's, again, you know, telling me, this is the first time we ever, like, This is like the third time we've hung out but never alone. And she's telling me all the stories. We're drinking, doing shots. And she's telling me all these sexual stories. Heavy sexual stories that are, you know, ridiculously hot. But this seems to happen to me all the time. I don't know what exactly the vibe is. Except the only vibe I can think of is that they think I'm a gay man. But still, even if they thought I was a gay man, why am I getting the sexual stories? So, because... I just don't know what I'm giving off. I, 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 I'm just trying to think, like, how come every time I'm on a first date or whatever the fuck it is with the first time, why are they? I'm not putting that, I'm not, I, I don't ask these questions like, so when was the first time you saw a penis? I'm not doing the spader. I mean, I used to do that, but I'm not doing, I'm not asking for it. They're just giving me the information. This is certainly not the first time it's happened, but of course, the way it ends is always like this Alan, I won't deny it. I'm a nymphomaniac. I discovered sex very early. I slept with everybody. My school teacher, my sister's husband, the string section of the New York Philharmonic. I want to hear sex all the time, play all the time. Otherwise, you're just down, and what? why be down? The best way to get up is sex. I'm not like my sisters. They're so inhibited, they never want to do anything. I believe in having sex as often, as freely, and as intensely as (laughs) possible. What do you take me for? How did I misread those signs? I mean, every time it's the same thing, you know? I mean, it's just like, I mean, seriously. Apparently, if Woody Allen knows about it, then this is a thing. So girls will tell you this. I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought he was gay. You know what you're there for. They must know I am interested in them. They they know I'm not gay. Well, why are they putting it out there? And then, you know, when you make the move, they're like, what do you take me for? It, it doesn't make any sense. Why are you telling me all these stories? But, I mean, they're hot enough to listen to. It's no big deal. And then she, you know, she she's an actress. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Meanwhile, though, I got to say, she... Actually, did a, I said all right? If you're such a, because she was talking about Shakespeare and that she had done all this stuff, like she was at the Globe Theater, so I'm like bullshit, bullshit. And then uh, I said, if you're so great, and you were, in, she was like, I was in Romeo and Juliet three times. I'm like, all right, if you were in it three times, then do a line from that, and she did it, and it was pretty good. Like I was like, uh, oh, uh, I take it back. It wasn't just a line. She did like a like a monologue from it. It wasn't that badly. I mean, this is the first girl I've ever met that might be said she's an actress and actually was actually able to perform some acting. Uh, I got to say, I was very impressed. A lot of people can't pull off that Shakespeare, but it's pretty good. Uh, I I I feel like I wowed her with a little of my Shakespearean uh, uh, knowledge as well. Like at least she, she mentioned this guy, in a she mentioned one thing uh what was the name between which i completely oh you know that one i'm like well i know the movie clueless and they mention his character polonius in uh hamlet uh in there <laughs> so i knew that one but then uh she was telling me about something else i'm like is it from richard the third and she goes yeah you got it i'm like yeah those are the three i know romeo juliet hamlet and richard the third mostly just from movies and tv so clueless i know hamlet uh for thine own self be true you know oh it wasn't hamlet it was that polonius guy uh excuse me i know Mill gibson and uh from richard the third i only know from the goodbye girl uh the richard Dreyfus version so (laughs) hey whatever it takes hey you know what i'm talking about right whatever it takes to uh (laughs) you know you know work out your uh you know so you can get to this Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Ba bam So uh yeah, so then we hang at the bar. The bar's closing. It's like and she's like, Hey, guess what time it is? It's before the bar closes. you guess what time it is? I'm like, I don't know, eleven. It was like two thirty. The bar closes at three. Um and then we leave and she's like, Well, let's should we get another drink? And I'm like, I, I guess. I don't I don't know. right now I'm just like I'm gonna go home. And we we meet a guy in the corner, like on the on the street, and he's like, "Yeah, I got I got I got weed, I got coke, I got everything, you know." And you know, I'm just like, "All right, thanks." And usually walk by, she's like, "Yeah, what do you got?" And I'm like, "What are you really going to talk to this? Is this really happening?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like sweating profusely, like it's just like really. I think she gave him two hundred and fifty dollars. By what was all said and done, I'm just like, "Yeah, I, 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 really, we're doing this, we're." From a guy on the street, this is the this is the plan. Um, but I wasn't going to interfere. If this is what she does. I you know I just I don't want any part of it. I'm looking around. I'm going to be there to protect her if something happens. Maybe, but I, I guess. But I'm not going to say anything if this is what you know. I don't want to be the wet blanket. Uh, it's so weird. Well, this girl's out of her goddamn mind. And then uh, she's like, "Let's go to your house and get pick up some stuff." And get, I'm like, "Well, I haven't had a." I haven't had anybody over since I got fired. So my place is kind of gross. I'm not very happy about it. Uh, She's like, yeah, I don't care. And she really didn't care. So she came over. We got some drinks. And then we just hung out all night. And um, all night, you know, like, I mean, and then, you know, she was just sitting on the couch. She's showing me pictures. It's it's exactly like the scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I am Rat, the nerdy Jew. She is jennifer jason lee and she's like you want to look some pictures just not a photo book she's on her phone like she showed me pictures she looks ridiculously you know hot and she just we're just next to each other on the couch it's so hot i mean this girl's ridiculously sexy and um and then uh you know but i, I don't know i'm like she's she's telling me all these story i'm like i guess all right today i'm, I'm gonna make the move i'm like come on man Come on, man. Like, it's like ridiculous, right? Come on. She obviously wants it. Why would she tell me all the stories? So I do. We kiss a little bit. And I mean, the kiss was amazing. The kissing was amazing. But and then I said, and she goes, "Yeah, you're, that, that was okay. I'm like, well, you see, people keep telling me it's not working well. Like, I'm kissing from the 80s. I don't know what's happening. And she goes, no, it's just you're not very aggressive. I'm like, well, because I'm trying to dial it back. I've been told my kissing's been horrible. And she's like, no, I think I think the way to kiss is that you you have to kiss like the other person's kissing. But I'm like, well, who decides who's the better kiss? I suppose you should always just go with whatever the woman is doing. You should follow. I guess that should be the rule. It's pretty good advice, I guess. But I'm still so paranoid that I'm doing it wrong for some reason after all these years. I, I, you know, maybe they changed kissing. I don't know. They, so everything else has changed. You know, the man can't make the move anymore. So maybe they changed everything, and I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I I only know one thing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, so then um, I got. I think it was like seven in the morning. And I'm like, so, you know what now? I'm, just, I'm, I'm like, I okay, can. I, I, listen, I got something to do at three. Uh, she's yeah, I got to go back to work at three. But um, you know, she's like, yeah, it's pretty late to take a taxi. I'm like, it's late to take a taxi? at seven in the morning. That's the perfect time to take a taxi. Anyway, so she stayed over, and then I uh, brought her to work the next day, and and then went on my way. I mean, it was like it was like a twenty hour date, if it was a date at all. I you know I'm confused with what's happening these days, but it, it was fun. We had a good time. And uh, she's a she's a fun girl, but it was like a 20-hour, I mean, longer than that, right? Or is it 20? No, it's 20, right. And then I brought her right back to the same place where I found her. I mean, it's so funny. And then ended up going to Jersey, right? So we we're up all night, and then I slept for a couple hours. She slept longer, and then I was talking on the phone and doing all this stuff, and you know, then I went out. My friend Lawrence had prepared this big dinner. He just moved to Jersey City Heights, and he prepared this big dinner. That's all I had to do. I mean, that's the funny thing. I'm like, I, said, like today I got the only thing I'm gonna do is at five o'clock, and I'm like, geez, I don't know whether I'm gonna make it. I, you know, I, 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 gotta wake up at one. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And, um, and, and, and the uh, so the only thing I had to do was to leave town at like four to get to his house by five. And really, I could have gotten there at seven or eight. He didn't care. I just like wanted to get out early so so he uh so i dropped her off and then went to the port authority and took the bus we had this grand meal it was really fun but again i was drinking getting a little hot you know it's like and then by the end of the meal we ate so much i i started to faint like i was gonna pass out i was getting very dizzy because i had realized with the lack of sleep and the drinking i had never had any water and i was really feeling his place was a little hot so I just sat down for a little, just started drinking a lot of water, and that completely helped. Yeah, I was totally dehydrated. And also, oh yeah, I'm, you know, like a hundred and shouldn't be partying like this. But what am I supposed to do? This is the exact time to party. Woo! Rock and roll. Going all the way back to my day, 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 day. 7, 8, I don't know. Woo, a little back to Yeah. Never, I never see you look so good. <laughs> <But> you never <laughs> think the way, way you should. But <laughs> I like it, and I know you like it too. The way. That At At the the drive-in. What? How old are we? (laughs) Oh, my God. Nobody can relate to this song anymore. Talk dirty to to me. (laughs) (laughs) At the drive-in in in the old man's car. I've been trying to talk about a drive-in in my act for, like, the last three weeks and three months. Nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. So Using a drive-in reference in the late 80s, it's unbelievable too. Then it that says, that How we'll old are we? Oh my god. And so I'm still partying like I was when this song came out. We'll I'm going to look like Brett Michaels. I wish. I in the old man's car, behind the Ba, 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 Down the basement Lock the Talk t- t- me main- t- Wait, who was I dating that uh, When Unskinny Bob came out It was some girl in Jersey And I go, I remember I went to visit a friend of hers And they had this little kid, and we completely bonded on unskinny bop. And he's like, no, no, it goes unskinny bop bop. Then it goes unskinny bop 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 bop. Like it goes four times. Meanwhile, I was probably, I was only like 26, but I felt like an old man because the kid was like 13. So like I said, I've always felt like an old man. It doesn't seem to matter. But, you know, still partying like it's 1899. Like, uh do it to me buggy style. Uh, w- let's churn some butter. I'm doing a Tells jokes. Don't mean nothing but a good time. I mean, these guys. What? I don't know why Poison came to mind when I did. I I swear I didn't have it prepared. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Oh, skipping. Oh. I need a just to get, away. get to the chorus. I'm, I'm bored. There we go. Ain't looking but, for nothing but a good time. Better don't get better, yeah, better than this. Who <laughs> fucking, I mean, who goes to poison in their mind where they're like, yeah, we're gonna party? Poison! Oh, well, I'll tell you who. An old man from the 80s who's trying to relive his 80s dreams. Actually, I had no dreams in the 80s. I knew everything was bad. Uh, it's, I don't know. Anyway, what is going on? And, I mean, how many times? How can I misread those signs? What is going on? I mean, we're having a good time. or we having a good time? We're having a good time. We're having a good day. Hey, listen. They look like they're having a good time over there. So are we. Anyway... Uh, Oh, good. yes, yes, yes. I like this one because it sounds like it's uh, the opening of that Mike Douglas show. It's the Mike Douglas show with the stars from Star Wars, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and from the New York Mets, Tom Seaver, the group Muminchance, the mime group Muminchance, and... Dan Natterman. I'm Dan Natterman, your co-host for the evening. <laughs> yeah, that it's going to work every time. Yeah, I think we're going to put that into the mix every time now. I'm just going to announce shows. Whoa. Sorry, I don't know what was happening there. Um, Jesus, you know, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know. I mean, is that it? Is that the end of the show? I think I got through everything. Was there anything else I did to tell you guys? I can't think of anything. Oh, no. Is that the end? I didn't want to end. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to end. I feel like I have more to say, but I don't have anything to say. And I have to go. I got to go run and do this show. I got another spot. So I got spots, like I said, today and Monday. Well, it's sorry, this comes out Tuesday. So I had spots Sunday and yesterday. And then uh, I don't have any more spots this week, but I got to get some. You know, I got to get some. I got to perform every day until the 18th. And, you know, I mean, quite frankly, uh, you know, it makes Sarah proud of me. You know, why not? Why not? Hey, hey, oh, oh. Oh, before I got on the uh, ah, nah, I'll tell you that another time. In fact, I'll have her on the show. We'll talk about it. It'll be great. Once I get people back in my house, I can't believe I had this girl. My my house is disgusting. It's so gross. I mean, nothing's been cleaned since the. It's 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 repulsive. It's uh, it's just so. I hate it. I'm so angry at myself. I just have to fix it. And it's so easy to do. I have to clean, but it's like I've been busy, but I'm like not busy at the same time. Like if I if I set my alarm, then I could probably do stuff. But remember, I. Now, as a man of leisure, I only set my alarm to go to the beach. So I don't know what the hell's the matter with you people. Plus, I have to get my show on my birthday show going on August fifth. You know what I was thinking of last night? I was listening to Howard. I was thinking of um, I have a connection to Cindy Lauper. I was like, I'd like to get somebody fun, you know, like somebody like that to come over and play a couple songs. Wouldn't that be a fun birthday? Right now, the only person I have to tell to do it was told me a week before, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. So, I asked Gary Goldman to do it, and I think he's in, but he always seems to cancel. But that's all I have right now. I can't decide. I just want, like, the best of the best and just friends and a great time. August 5th, you know, at the Comedy Cellar. And, uh, actually a week before my birthday. But what are you going to do? I like that better. Then I'll keep the birthday mellow. Oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. So who knows what this week's going to bring us, the uh, 4th of July week. I don't have any plans. I never have any plans on the 4th of July. It's a beautiful... It would have been a great week. It would have been a nice short week for Dave Jessica. but now every week is long and awesome and in a good way. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you, you can't get fired at a better time of the year, I got to tell you. It's been great that the sun keeps coming up at 5 in the morning. I, I don't know what happens when it gets dark. Then Maybe depression will kick in, but as it usually does, but maybe that was only because I was working. Sorry that sometimes my uh, sound is Like, get that. I don't know where that's from. Sorry. That's so unprofessional. So unprofessional. Anyway, the important thing is that we're all here. We're all together. We're having a good time. I think it has something to do with the middle. Well, it doesn't really matter. Listen, obviously, I've been talking to mile a minute. I don't even know why I only had a sip of coffee, but I'm in a good mood. Um, Last night went well. I'm going to have a good time tonight. Everything's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Like the whole thing never happened. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be beautiful. So you're just going to go back in a romance. It'll be like, what are you going to do? What are you going to get divorced? Come on. Anyway, that's the show for today. Have a great July 4th, everybody. Fucking USA. USA. And don't you forget it. You see these actors who are British and they're playing American roles like Spider-Man and people like that. Fuck them. Let's take it back. Only Americans. Only American citizens in the right kind of movies that play Americans. If you're American, you can make a British accent and do it. It's not fair the other way. We've got to employ Americans. USA, July 4th rules. I love this country. I'll see you next time on the Nightfly.